Six uh, players. Wow. Yeah. So whoa, 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 chill out there, Derek. Yeah, don't get a uh, don't get overwhelmed <laughs> with all that excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 208. I don't get this pizza papa thing. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. As always, I'm your illustrious host, Shane O'Hare, greeted with two of my most favoritest people, Inu Joshua Jackson and Digital Derricks. Hello, boys. Hey, hey how's it going? I literally have no idea why I call you Digital Jarek. I think it's purely for the alliteration. <laughs> can I ask um, you a question about the intro, actually? Yeah. For for as long as I can remember, and you know, this show's been on and off for like 100 years now, uh, you always say like greeted with, and that never really made sense to me. Um, I'll be real honest with you. I kind of like black out, um, <laughs> and it's muscle memory at this point. Uh, I'm greeted with. I <laughs> I don't... I, like. I feel like like the first time it happened, I was like... Oh, you must have messed up his words, and then it like happened, and then it happened so many times that it was just awkward. But now I decided to just ask about it. So it's just a show staple at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Geekscape dot network. <laughs> I that's that's marketing genius right there. Okay, all right, Jonathan, if you're listening, you get that for free. You probably get everything from us for free. <laughs> so uh, be sure to check out NordVPN slash Geekscape. Get your uh, use promo code Geekscape, uh, and then if you send us a photo of your receipt, we'll let you in on the private group chat. Uh, we'll give you Jonathan's personal cell phone number, Derek's personal cell phone number, all of our personal cell phone numbers, and you can text with us all day long. Not mine though. Okay, not 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 Josh's. Not, uh, you know what? Actually, if you uh, subscribe to accounts, we'll give you Josh's. You'll get you'll get that that deep deep cut anime fig pre order bonus lore. I'm excited. Are you excited? That's an OnlyFans bonus. <laughs> <laughs> because we all, because we're only about the fans here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and germs. Hello, ha 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 ha. Hi. So, boys, what's going on, Derek? Uh, Want to play some more Snowrunner? Yeah, at some point, I would like to. Michaela is actually leaving for a week uh, on Sunday, and uh, I was supposed to be going away for a bit, but I don't know if I will be. So, if I don't, uh, we should play some Snowrunner. Oh boy, yeah. you know, now, yeah, especially boy. now that it's like 60 frames per second, it's 4K, not for you, but for me. Well, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's 1440p for me because mm-hmm. that's the, the optimal. Uh, oh, oh, there it goes. Yeah, it's summertime at the airport. There you go. Um, but uh, 1440p is the optimal elite pro gamer resolution i don't know if that's true that is true because i am an elite pro gamer and that's the resolution that i use <laughs> source me source me yeah um let's hear it, boys what's going what's going on uh what's going on in the world with you <laughs> what are you asking you just asked that a, a couple minutes ago and now you're just saying same, the same thing yeah. same uh, thing as five minutes ago dude it's hot um, it's too hot to mine cryptocurrency. My rig's off. Um, my hangar is sweltering. 
so it's a little. Uh, I've played no video games. I've been crazy. I've been making a, a career change, career transition. Been training my my replacement. So it's come home, hop in the hop in the tub, and then go to bed. So it's been. Uh, there's there's you're gonna have zero positive content for me, uh, just like the good old days. But uh, with less of the how, distractions. How long are you tubbing for? It seems like a long tub. Well, you know, I get in the tub, and it's about a forty-five minute tub. Hmm. And then, and then you're in bed at like seven forty-five. Um, yeah. Dude, that early. sounds like heaven. Like Dude. I always go to sleep <laughs> at like midnight, and no matter how much I actually sleep, I always feel like crap in the morning. Uh-huh. Well, and actually, um, uh, yesterday during the the tubbing time, I was uh, soliciting Derek. Uh, for um, <laughs> computer monitor uh, or not, uh, for TV uh, suggestions, and I think I think and the suggestion is always the same. And then you're like, "How about this one?" And I'm like, "Here's something that's not good about that." Also, it's almost the same price as the best one. Just get the best one. And you're like, you just ignore that. And you're like, "How about this one?" Like, I, still not the one that I'm suggesting. And like here's I, why. And then I, you're like, "How about this?" One? <laughs> I mean, I, I got to be counterculture, you know me, punk rock. I, I, I I'm literally staring at a Gigi Allen record. So, um, uh, if you if kids, if you're not familiar with that, l- look them up with your parents. Just watch some music videos about them. It's great. So, um, I just don't want an LG man. I just don't. I mean, I will buy a monitor with an LG panel, but I don't want that LG badge staring at me all day. <clears throat> I don't even think you can see it. There's no badge on it. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a it's a, a badge <laughs> of suggestion. I, I will know. I don't know, man. And then I was like, okay, get this Sony. Then you're like, how about this like four hundred dollar piece of shit? Like, I don't know. Get what you want. I don't care. Just like anything will be better than what you're using now. Will it though? Well, yeah. if I if I go yeah. to the if I go to Fred Meyer's and get an RCA TV, Just, will you be like, probably not the RCA. Don't get the RCA. <laughs> See, there you but go. Anything else like you could just probably like drive around for like an hour and find something better, like on the side of the road than what you're using right now. No, uh, I'll give and you. And you're always like, you. you're always like, oh, yeah, I'm not that impressed with my PS5. And you're like playing it on what a fucking like 720p TV from like 1999. This is the dedicated grievance section of the show. Uh, what do, I, I'm not impressed with my PS5. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned that Have several I, times. I've mentioned that several yeah. times. I've used those words. I think so. Josh? Yeah, I've heard it. Fuck! <laughs> you lying piece of shit, Josh! <laughs> I paid you for that PlayStation 5. I hope he paid you for it. No, he did. Yeah, I, st- I still... Um, uh, I forgot that I bought it, and a box showed up to my, uh, my work. Addressed to me, but uh, uh, my last name spelled wrong, which is hurtful on multiple levels, Josh. Um, and <laughs> I got the apostrophe. Up. No, he spelled it completely wrong. Um, it was it was supposed to be uh, incognito. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the I opened it and there's a PS5 staring at me, and I'm like, uh, did I? I was like, did I win? There was n- the receipt had no info on it. Um, there wasn't even a price on the receipt in the box. I'm like uh what the fuck and um the the office lady who's kind of a bitch she's like well you better not leave with that because it's technically not addressed to you because they spelled your name wrong (laughs) (laughs) i was like fuck you you're gonna this is my playstation 5 and then like 45 minutes later an hour i was like oh yeah i owe josh some money (laughs) did you uh check with your financial planner on that one 
Um, no, I just did no. it. <laughs> so buy the so do just do this and buy the monitor or the TV. You know, stop the steal. Well, here's the thing. Um, Josh paid for it up front, and I had to reimburse him. So oh, I like okay. I'll order the just I'll order it, and then you can just PayPal me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Derek. You got to cover the feeds. I'll get right on it. I'll get right on it. <laughs> just like the hotel. <laughs> So, Josh, what have you what have you been playing? What have you been up to? Let's. Uh, you've uh, uh, you you had a, a wonderful Shenmue three rant last time that I'm still giddy over. Um, do you have any <laughs> uh, any other uh, uh, poorly received games, poorly uh, poorly endeavored games that you've uh, put yourself through lately? Uh, nothing that poor. Um, I did finally get around to start up uh, Kenna mm. Bridge of Spirits on PS4. And uh, it it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's hard to describe. It's like part part Zelda, part Pikmin. But if it was like a a PS2 era like platformer, mm-hmm. I guess. So it's um you basically play as this person who's trying to put like lost spirits to rest and get to this like spiritual mountain. And as you go through, there's all these like demons and spirits and re- and like restless ghosts and stuff that are trying to stop you. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the challenges really just lie in finding where the where the hell you're supposed to go. Um, it's really bad with kind of navigating and letting you know how to get from point A to point B. I think the last part I stopped playing at was where I climbed this really tall tree to get to one of the objectives and after i completed the objective i had to manually climb down i couldn't figure out which direction they wanted me to go to climb down and if you jump on a platform that's slightly too uh that's slightly too low uh you like instant die from (laughs) from jumping from falling for too far so like it's it's cool like it's a really pretty game on the ps5 versions it has some cool use of the haptics especially when you're um on the um and like the triggers and that kind of stuff. Like once you unlock the bow, especially it, it feels really good. Uh, but outside of that, it's kind of just a really pretty platformer from 20 years ago. And I was having trouble staying interested in it, but I do want to try to push through it this weekend. Hopefully. Um, aside from that, I was playing tiny Tina's wonder world with Megan. Uh, so like with borderlands, those games, the games have been kind of hit and miss for me. Um, mostly because Borderlands 3 I thought really sucked uh, for a variety of reasons but the worst part about Borderlands 3 is if you're playing split screen like we always do with these games. Oh the split screen is awful. Yeah the frame rate was god awful like if you opened up a menu the screen would freeze for like 5 seconds and then once you were actually able to control the menus everything would just be in slow mm-hmm. motion not for both players mm-hmm. it was I, horrible. I, I like Michaela and I played it at the last uh, PAX West that happened before COVID and mm. um, they had a huge booth. It was super fun. Like we really enjoyed playing it then went and bought it like the first, you know, at launch the first day it came out, tried to play the split screen and then we never played it again. <laughs> like apparently and apparently the, the series X and the PS five version like has fixed all of that. But um, those consoles weren't out at the time that the game came out. And so, uh, yeah, it was not, it was not good. It was a waste of $80. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah. I think we on Borderlands 3 we played about 
I want to say we played about halfway through and it was just a combination of the split screen and the story being really shitty. <laughs> and we just kind of dropped out. I think um, Megan's one of Megan's favorite characters from the pre-sequel was in it. And her, I'll just say her character wasn't exactly what we were expecting in, in three. And that kind of turned us both off because <laughs> like the character that we, that she enjoyed playing as, especially with like her characterization was completely different. Mm-hmm. We, we're just kind of like, what the fuck, man? Like, well, it well, felt who, like they were just who, trying who so hard and, to. Who was it, and like, what was wrong with her? Well, it was a DLC character originally, but we were playing like the upgraded PS4 version, so all the DLC was already unlocked. But it was like this lady who had like this, um, like rich lady who has like ice powers essentially. Okay. And so in this one, they just kind of made her a villain, and you go to you get locked in this mansion, and she's like trying to kill you and. That was after something else happened where they killed a major, they killed one of the major characters from Borderlands 2, like not too long before that. And it was in a really unceremonious and unsatisfying way. So that was kind of like a one-two punch or really a three, a three hit combo, I should say. So between the split screen being shitty, um, the char- Megan's character from pre-sequel being a villain all of a sudden and then killing off one of the borderlands two characters we were just like dude this sucks like <laughs> the story the story is bad uh, the gameplay is bad the frame rate's bad let's just fucking play something else but um but thankfully did Tiny you beat Tina, it did you beat it uh no we we stopped when we realized that character was a bad guy <laughs> um but we we rented uh, Tiny Tina's Wonder Wonderlands, and the cool thing about it, the first thing we notice is that the split screen actually works, and we're playing the <laughs> PS4 version. Okay. So it wasn't even a case of, you know, the PS5 being more powerful. They just must have optimized this one better. And it's cool. It's essentially like a direct sequel to the first Tiny Tina DLC. If uh, either of you ever played it, but... Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I haven't. I heard it's excellent. Yeah. Like, the, fir- the DLC was like a, a Dungeons & Dragons-themed... Uh, version of Borderlands where all the characters were uh, swapped with like more fantasy type roles and that kind of thing. And this one, you're essentially playing as a create a character with a new batch, like with a new cast, and you're going through like a new D and D campaign essentially. And it's completely separate from the previous uh, Tiny Tina game and all the other Borderlands games. At least so far, we haven't beat it yet, but it has its pros and cons, like. It's nice that it actually works in split screen, so that's a huge plus. <laughs> um, the humor, I feel like, hits a lot better in this one because it's less... Like, Borderlands... All of the games are like this to an extent, but Borderlands 3 especially, I felt was more like, oh, let's just be like... Let's just say random shit every five seconds, and that's like the source of the humor. Whereas this one is kind of more tied to like, you know, D&D puns and fantasy mm, okay. jokes and that kind of stuff. So it's not as... It's not as like out there, I guess. And it'll tie into the gameplay. Like, there's certain parts where, like, the character, like, Tiny Tina, who's like the game master, is like, oh, saying, oh, your character finds this gun and then it spawns in front of you. And then one of the characters off camera says, like, oh, like, guns don't really, guns don't really fit for this setting. Can't you, like, turn it into something more, like, fantasy based? And then, and then she, like, agrees and it just poofs into, like, a, into, like, a bow gun or something. Oh, like that's that. pretty funny. And, like, stuff like that. So, like how the campaign's playing out will actively change the environment and the equipment you get. 
But it's kind of ironic that they made that joke because one of the biggest complaints I have about it so far is that almost every gun in the game is essentially just a gun. <laughs> so it feels like the fantasy setting is a little wasted. It's like you're shooting shotguns and semi-automatics and all that kind of stuff in in like this fantasy setting with like goblins and dragons and that kind of stuff. So it's uh, kind yeah, of yeah. it doesn't always fit the theme well. And then there's just other small annoyances that are unique to this game. Like instead of having a big interconnected map like the main Borderlands games, this one is in parts kind of split into smaller sections that are supposed to be individual parts of the board. And so you'll go there to do like mini missions, but, and then you'll get transported out to like a hub world where you, you're controlling your, uh, like the uh, minifig version of your character while you traverse the board. So it's like, it's cool presentation wise, but gameplay wise, it doesn't feel like this interconnected world, like all the other Borderlands games, it kind of feels like you're going from like a piece of the map to a piece of the map. And it, the flow, I feel like kind of breaks apart a little bit. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, uh, that reminds me, um, what does that remind me of? It could just because I've been trying to figure, try to get a, get my hand on some original hardware, but that's got a very, um, a crystal Chronicles vibe. Mm, yeah. It, the thing it reminds me the most of is like the older Monster Hunter games. Yeah, uh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where every piece of the map was like its own load screen, essentially. And like yeah. every region of the map was was separated and they couldn't really interact. Whereas the newer Monster Hunter games uh, are like there's no load screens or anything in between. Like you could traverse the entire area without breaking up the, the flow of the game. So. It's obviously a design choice because they're trying to keep make it look like more like a board game instead of uh, mm, sure. like an open world shooter, I guess. But like it does, I feel like kind of break up the flow, especially because sometimes you'll go back into you'll go back into those areas more than once, and then all the enemies and items and stuff will respawn. So it kind of just feels like, I guess, it kind of feels like there's it's just kind of endless and nothing that you do matters really because there's no end to it i guess it's just like for example to another thing is like when you're on your minifig board i guess it's supposed to be like a a joke like a pokemon joke but there's tall grass on the map and if your minifig walks through tall grass you'll <laughs> enter random encounters with like, <laughs> really? groups of bandits and then the perspective changes back to the first person shooter but it's like you know you could do those infinitely you don't get a whole lot of experience from those you don't really get good loot so it just kind of feels like it's just a time waster to mm-hmm. kind of feel to kind of pad out the game a little bit how do you know how like how long is the game supposed to be i think it's supposed to be about 15 hours which is about okay. half okay ish of a regular borderlands game so it's already shorter than most um but but yeah even like and that's with all the all the random encounters and stuff so um i'm hoping to try to finish it this weekend and really kind of get a hang of how the entire game works i mean another cool thing too is like there's this is like the first one where you really create your own character from scratch. And then you also get to pick their class. And I think there's like, I want to say there's six or eight classes that you can pick. And then looking through the menus, it shows that eventually you'll be able to unlock like secondary classes and be able to mix skills. So that's one cool thing too, is that there's a lot more customization since, uh, since there's so many options, whereas normal borderlands games is usually like, it'll be like four classes and then they'll have different skill trees within that class, but you can't really deviate from it. 
Whereas this one, you can kind of mix and match skills the further you get through the game. And there's a wider variety of classes you can choose from. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. So like it has pros and cons, but I'm liking it more. I'm liking it for the most part. And it's a huge improvement order over Borderlands 3, which would you, like uh, we were just saying I couldn't even finish. So would you suggest uh, playing it solo or would you is it a co-op only kind of experience? Um. I mean, you could play it solo. The thing about all the Borderlands games really is that the more people you play with, the higher your chances are of getting better equipment. Yeah. So if you have the option to play it with more people, it's probably more worth it for no other reason than it's more worth your time because you'll get better stuff. But I mean, it's perfectly it's perfectly fine if you're playing on your own. I mean, I'd I'd offer to to play with you guys, but I know Derek is probably too busy uh, uh, buying Twizzlers. Uh, <laughs> nah, that's over, man. Anybody. That's over. They ran out. They Megan ran out bought a pound of Twizzlers a few months ago. What the fuck? There's just this giant crate, a plastic crate of Twizzlers <laughs> for like twenty bucks. I always so Borderlands always I bothered me because, and I, I'm sure it's just like a, <laughs> a regular. A, <laughs> are you, you okay? Right? It's just Borderlands always bothered me. <laughs> so no, like. <laughs> I and I'm sure it's like a standard like multiplayer shooter thing, but I I just felt like I I feel like I started Borderlands two like ten different times because if you're playing with different people, like either you're higher level than them, and so um, like you just have to like protect them and kill everything, or they're higher level than you, and you feel like you're useless, and so it like always just felt like it made more sense to like start a new game with new people. And then you're playing the same thing over and over again. And it gets really boring. And mm. I don't know. I like, I didn't get far enough to th- into three to know if they fixed that. And certainly I haven't played uh tiny Tina's wonderlands, but my, I don't know. my, yeah, my, well, sorry. Um, my experience with a uh, uh, borderlands is that uh, if someone's like way higher level than you, you uh, the lower levels just get power leveled like super fast. And yeah, they'll be. They'll but then be, that feels like yeah. That just then that feels like cheating, though. Yeah, I think I think what it would do is like average the level out between everyone who's playing, but that's still like a pretty big discrepancy because it's like if one player's level fifty and one player's level one, then all the enemies are level twenty five. So the lower mm, characters that, just yeah. power leveling because it, it's giving them credit for beating characters that are like twenty four levels higher than right. it, whereas the higher level characters not really getting anything. I, I I feel like for me that's a, a non-issue. Like you're just playing with playing with your friends, and mm. yeah, you'll power level, and then you'll you'll catch up pretty fast, and then it'll yeah, it'll be fine. I don't know. It always bothers. It always bothers. And then I feel like you're like stuck because you're like if you're playing their game, you're not getting the story. And then if you're playing, they're playing your game, then like they're just playing stuff that they've played before. And again, you still have the like the level discrepancy. I don't know. It just didn't feel mm. like. Like unless you're starting the game with a co-op group and you plan to continue with that co-op group, which then also sucks because then you can't play unless they're around. Like it just doesn't feel like super friendly in terms of jumping in and jumping out. Well, one thing I think that kind of fixes it, but this is more for the people who are like super hardcore Borderlands players that are going to play it for years or whatever. But uh, like the initial 50 levels don't really matter that much. So it's, it doesn't really feel like cheating if you're low level and getting power leveled up because once you hit your level cap, there's there's like the whole, there's a whole another set of like prestige levels that aren't determined by by experience but more like uh the kind of like post game missions that you're able to complete mm, okay and everything's more evened out because it's assuming that everybody on it's like the, at the level cap so i usually would play with the same people from beginning to end and then never touch it again but 
uh, generally speaking, I know the people who have like power leveled that way. And it's less about, it's less about, oh, like I want to experience the story and stop. And it's more that, oh, I want to rush to the level cap so that I could start doing all this end game stuff with everybody. And I feel like that's where most, for, at least as, especially for the hardcore, like Borderlands fans, like the game, the first 50 levels and the story is just like the prerequisite to get to the stuff they're really trying to get at, which is like the, all that post game content and all the, all like the prestige levels and that kind of stuff. So Derek, maybe if you didn't bail on your friends consistently, this wouldn't be an issue for you. I don't bail on my friends. I just don't set anything up. So I don't ever have to, you know? Oh, there you go. Well, um, uh, better help. If you weren't supposed to be there to begin (laughs) with. Um, well, but I also feel like I never what Josh just described. I never learned because I was too busy starting the game over again every two weeks, and then I was like, I'm never fucking playing Borderlands again. <laughs> like, I'm sick I think of the, it. When we played Borderlands one, I don't know what happened, but we started at the same level. But Megan got like five levels ahead of me, and so when we were doing like post game and like super bosses and that kind of stuff, it got to the point where I was just like that last five levels made a huge difference stat wise. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was just hiding and letting her kill everything. <laughs> well, and that's what getting... you feel. That's what I would feel like when I was jumping in someone else's game It's like, I got to mm-hmm. hang back. And like when I shoot things, like it doesn't do anything almost like you're mm-hmm. just there. Yeah. Right. That's, I remember we were fighting the, like the super boss of borderlands one was like this giant crab monster. And I think we literally fought it for a good hour and a half. And it was Jeez. mostly just her shooting it while I peeked her peeked over a corner and tried to do like 10 damage every two minutes <laughs> <laughs> i remember um uh when borderlands one came out uh i played it with the same group of people and we got to the final boss at the end that was like uh that octopus monster yeah and um my buddy who was uh brick the like the big brawler guy he uh i i think he had like a special where he just goes up and starts punching shit right. um and so he goes fucking, and of course this was, you know, forever ago. So we, uh, it looked like a giant vagina. So we're like, like punch the vagina and he's running up and he's just punching it. And there was some weird glitch where he clipped through the monster and was inside of it. And he was inside of the octopus. And he's like, ah, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And then we end up killing it. But he ends up getting like spit out, but all of his stuff was gone. All of his, he was still the same level, but all of his abilities, all of his gear, everything was gone except for his level. And that, uh, that is the most bizarre bug I've ever experienced in a video game. And we just attributed it to him being rebirthed, uh, so to speak. So the end game stuff with him was, he was like, it, he was completely useless, but you know, he was at the level to do it. So. Mm. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that's terrible yeah. but um and then the, the last thing i played was the ninja turtles game that just came out shredder's revenge oh. like super excited about it i was glad that they kind of stealth announced it like oh it's going to be out next thursday and uh downloaded it as soon as it came out uh ran through the story mode and it's so awesome um it it feels so reminiscent of like the first ninja turtles arcade oh, game sick. yeah um the the combat is a lot more ex- is like a, is pretty extensive compared to like turtles in time and like most of the beat em up. So in addition to just like the combos and the grabs that you had from the older games, there's 
like air combos and air launchers you could do. There's super moves you can do. Uh, there's double team attacks that you can do if you perform certain actions with your partners, if you're playing multiplayer. And overall, it just like it was just really, really good. Um, I was really I was expecting big things from it and it kind of blew my expectations away because. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's it, it, they could have easily just made made like nostalgia bait and which it kind of is, but they've added so much more to it that they didn't really have to. And it feels like it has so much more depth in the combat system. Uh, the like the only the only small criticism I have about it, and I say it's small because I personally just ignore it. But uh, this game added super moves, and it also added a taunt button. And if you were able to, if you're able to like to get your super move, you either have to build up, um, like do a lot of damage to enemies without getting hit back, or you can taunt. And like if you're able to taunt, you get a full super meter. So like if you want to, it's really easy to just cheese the game and just constantly taunt and spam supers. Because when you do a super, you're invincible. And depending on which character you're using, it can pretty much like wipe out an, an almost an entire screen of enemies. So if if you're playing with randoms online, it's super common to just have partners who are doing nothing but taunting and super taunting, super taunting, super. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's like way too strong and way too imbalanced. And uh, but like I said, when I play locally or when I when we we're playing with friends, like none of us use taunt because it just takes the fun out of the game <laughs> to me. But it's really cool. Um, I'm really happy that they added Splinter and April as playable characters. So it's not just the turtles. They went out of their way, it seemed, to give April a bunch of moves that are ripped straight from Chun-Li on Street Fighter. So that was pretty awesome. And then you can unlock Casey Jones if you beat the game. So all together, the seven characters, you could play a maximum of six-player multiplayer. Six Uh, players, wow. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. chill out there, Derek. Yeah, don't get get overwhelmed (laughs) with all that excitement. (laughs) Shut up, man. (laughs) But yeah, it's... It's really cool. Oh, I guess another small complaint, and this sounds like a stupid complaint, but uh, I feel like even though the game's like, it's like two and a half hours to beat, but I almost feel like that's too long because it's supposed to be like an arcade experience or whatever. And there's two modes of play. There's a story mode where there's the story mode's pretty cool because you can level up your characters. You can find secrets and find cameos from other characters um and your progress carries over from playthrough to playthrough so you could level up the whole the whole team but then there's also an arcade mode where it just simulates the arcade you have limited lives limited continues and you're supposed to beat the game in one sitting oh, okay. so like ar- arcade modes kind of where my gripe is because you know turtles and like the old turtles arcades those games if you play arcade mode on those like you'll you'll be done with the game in like what 30 minutes 45 minutes so like it's fairly easy to just dedicate that time to just play through it but then arcade mode on this game it's like you have to commit two and a half three hours of just sitting there doing that one thing without being able to stop especially if you're playing online and you can't pause the game because you're kind of tied to everyone else at the same time so like i kind of wish there was a way to like suspend your game on arcade mode or maybe shorten the campaign like if i compare it to like streets of rage 4 which is like a similar beat-em-up remake that one was like a little bit longer than the Genesis games, but it was still pretty digestible. I think it was a good hour and a half ish to beat the story from beginning to end. So it didn't feel so daunting to have to sit through a, a single playthrough. Uh, but other than those Would really you, small nitpicks, I thought the game was excellent. Does it have crossplay? Uh, it does. I think I yeah, read it's it does. only it does. PC and Xbox for crossplay. 
Yeah, I knew there was something. I knew there was some kind of catch to it, but that yeah, sounds yeah. right. I think it's only PC, Xbox, or I don't remember if Switch has crossplay. But uh, Switch, either way, Switch does for certain games. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think it does not. I think it does not for this, based on what I read. It's it's on Game Pass too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. So that's how I ended up playing it. Like the morning <laughs> and, of, and I it's was not trying even to get it. Le- it's not even leaving Game Pass either. So mm, yeah, I, I know how. What a what a rarity. I know. Um, oh yeah, that's, speaking of, I did finish Limbo again because I was leaving Game Pass. Oh, nice. oh my god! But you know that game's super easy. You can yeah, finish Limbo in so less good time. Too. Yeah. I, I I might have talked about this on the show before, but every time I think about Limbo, it just has I ha- can't help but have this weird like bitter taste in my mouth because I re- always remember this IGN article that was written by this super pretentious guy, and he was like wrote this long thing about how like Limbo taught him the meaning of love and <laughs> why can't Mario grow up with its audience like Limbo had like Limbo's audio obviously catering to adults, whereas Mario because like Galaxy Two I think just came out also. And he was like, oh, Galaxy 2 is just still catering to little babies. Why can't Mario grow up with his audience? Like, <laughs> oh look gosh. at Limbo. It taught me how to love. What it the taught fuck? Me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, uh, Anyway, but Man, Limbo's we still another, great. We, we need another Gamergate. Those journalists are getting too cocky. <laughs> well, this was fi- like a good 15 years ago. but Okay. All right. Well, we just need, we, we just need another one. We need to nail these... Games. No, we no. You know what we really need is just another episode of Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bad form but effective. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta rewatch that. That's uh. So for uh um uh, a non pre you know what look look up the Gamergate episode of Law and Order, uh, listeners. That's a that's a doozy. That's a doozy. It's an adventure. No, but yeah, that about covered it for me this week <laughs> or this two weeks. Mr. Dare, greet us with your games. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a couple things for me. I was really excited for the quarry, uh, and the quarry dropped a week and a half ago or so. Uh, the quarry is from Supermassive Games. It's like a, you know, they did Until Dawn, which I really loved. They've done the uh, the Dark Pictures anthology games, which have been okay. They're, so they're, I, like actually, a, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. What the fuck does Dark Pictures mean? Uh, it's like the overarching like series of like games that they're releasing. So they're like smaller kind of like they're like f- in Canada, they're like $40 titles instead of like full priced games. And so they're like five to six hours, but in the same like vein of like until dawn, like they're um, which, you know, like, which narrative, I feel is, like, like a perfect length for these kind of games. Yeah. Yeah. They're like narrative, like uh, kind of choose your own adventure, try to see if you can make the right choices and get everyone to survive type thing. But they, they've kind of taken off a lot. Um, and I think it was something that wasn't really in until dawn. I can't quite remember, but, um, people really loved the like multiplayer aspect in like just sharing the controller and like passing it to different people and, and that sort of stuff. And so since then they've really embraced that. And like when you go to start the game, uh, whether the quarry or, or any of the the dark pictures games, um, you like, you you know, the, the, they'll have like six to nine like characters and you choose like player one's going to be all these people and player two is going to be all these people. And then it basically tells you when to pass off the controller and then that person's in control. So, um, you know, they, they make the right choices and, and we'll get to continue and they make the wrong choices and maybe their characters die. Uh, Ooh, watch the rest of the game. (laughs) I'm I'm going to play this with my girlfriend. Yeah. I think there's a couple, I think a couple of the dark pictures ones might be on game pass. Um, 
and they're like they're they're fine they're <laughs> they are kind of buggy like i only played the first one but didn't yeah. we try to play once derek in the game we like, did and we up and... yeah well we got to um we got to a point where we could not progress further because some like glitch happened and then when we tried to reload it just like it, it like where it had auto saved last was like after we had experienced the glitch and so we just couldn't ever progress again basically yeah, if i remember correctly it's like it played it played the next cutscene for you, but not for me. But so like the game was trying to like I couldn't <laughs> yeah, advance until like the cutscene yeah. played. But, but you since it didn't play, I was just it, yeah. trapped yeah, and then you yeah. were ahead of me. Yeah. And that I think was like that was a that was like pre release or something for that game. So Yeah. Um so I'm sure that they fixed that. But yeah, I, I like I just they're all pretty good. I, I've enjoyed all of them. I just don't think that any of them any of the dark pictures games have been as good as until dawn or as good as the quarry, the quarry I'm really, really enjoying. Um, I'm playing it on, on uh, what am I playing it on? Series X. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think I intended to buy it for PS five because they mentioned there would be some haptics uh, and stuff. And then I forgot when I went to the store and I bought it for Xbox instead. Um, so well, you actually uh, got a physical gonna... copy. They're going to yeah. announce it's coming to Game Pass tomorrow. Yeah, probably right. Yeah, I, I, you know, I got a physical copy because I often will trade games in. So, um, got it. Uh, this is one, you know, I and this one, it like is the perfect game for replaying because, like, what happens if you make the different decision? And there's so many like different branching paths, and like, you know, can you make everyone survive and all that sort of stuff? But I feel like, I like I've I've replayed until dawn a couple times, but it was like I played it and then like five years later i played it again type thing like i'm not just gonna go jump in again right afterwards so like probably like finish it and then either sell it or trade it in and then you know play it again when it does come to game pass or or uh pick it up when it's cheap a few years down the line but i'm really enjoying it so far the story is really interesting it's graphically for for the on the series x version at least it's like really good looking and they've really like upped their like facial capture and facial animation and stuff um, I don't know it's always so interesting these days when you're you, you can just like recognize the actors in the games that you're playing. It's pretty uh, like, it's pretty neat. Like um, Brenda's song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we've got um, who is it? Who is even in this one? Like, uh, oh, my gosh, what's his name? Uh, David Arquette is in this and Ted Raimi is in this and um, a bunch of like apparently popular young people like ariel winter and stuff i don't know who a lot of these people are but wait isn't ariel winter a porn star no it's ariel rebel never mind <laughs> yeah easy um... mistake <laughs> I, I yeah i got a 50 percent mistake uh and like justice smith is in this one um who is in like i don't know detective pikachu and and jurassic world fallen kingdom and all that stuff so they like have pretty good casts and casts a lot of the time but this one's been super interesting um i'm just playing it with michaela just the two of us and uh we're almost finished i think there's 10 chapters and we're on like chapter seven or something and we're really enjoying it um it's super fun yeah it's kind of i think it's a little bit more accessible than some of their other games too like at this which i thought was interesting like when you go to initially start the game it like kind of asks you like you know are you cool with like button mashing uh events and like quick time events and how are you with the gaming and shooting like you can turn that stuff off if you want um so if you're like playing with someone that might really like struggle with that stuff they don't necessarily have to do it um which makes it like i don't know like you could play with someone that doesn't play games which is really interesting um the only one of the only uh, one of the couple complaints that i have is that they're like it you know it's like like pass the controller to player two like it's player one's turn it's player two's turn 
but it doesn't like there's no different settings between the two players. And so be, I play inverted and Michaela doesn't. So the first thing that either of us has to do uh, every time we pass the controller is like switch it back to un- inverted or not. Um, it cl- it knows we're different players. So I would love it if those those settings could could like transfer over between uh, b- between like characters, basically. Um, I I have to imagine it'll be patched at some point, but there are um it is kind of like visually glitchy a lot at times at least in like the the release version um you know there's instances where like their characters like hair is just like flying around basically (laughs) and it really kind of takes you out of the moment um because it's just like vibrating or like seems like it's like stuck to something that's like off screen or something like that so that's happened a few times it seems like generally like rebooting will uh fix it temporarily um, but I have to imagine that, you know, if it's not patched already, it, it probably will be patched pretty soon, but I've been having a blast with it and I would definitely recommend, um, you know, if you liked until dawn, if you played any of the dark pictures and enjoyed those, this is much better than the dark pictures games. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's been a really good time. Hmm. I definitely want to check it out with, <clears throat> with my girlfriend. Uh, you mentioned yeah. uh, Jurassic park. Um, Derek, do you ever play any of the, um, like the Jurassic park, park tycoon games that came out some yeah, time ago yeah you know what was that called jurassic uh world's evolution or something um i Which did is leaving game pass i think yeah i, I played it yeah, I, I bought it like i think a week before it was announced for game pass of course and i don't know i played it like i played through the tutorials and i was like this is sick i'm like super into this and then as soon as it was like okay just do shit i was like oh i'm not interested in this at all so i don't know what happened i don't know if it like I don't know. It became like too much to manage, I think. And so I didn't, didn't love it. Um, and I, I feel like maybe playing it on console was the problem. And if I had been playing it with like a mouse and keyboard, I think it would have been a very different experience and I would have enjoyed it more. Um, maybe this, maybe the second one's different. I know there's a second one now, so. Oh, second one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, aside from the quarry, not too much else. Uh, I went over to and visit a friend the other day and he, uh, recently built a very powerful, like gaming PC. So he's got like a 3080 in there and everything. Um, and, uh, he's like super into, VR port. Oh, he's the, he's. I think I was, I was talking about him on either this show or Xbox Game Passengers, where he was so excited for the new flight simulator for years. Like, or when whenever it was announced, he's like, "I got to build a PC for this. I got to build a PC for this." And then the game like came out, uh, and then the game like you know was out for a really long time. The game came out for Xbox, and he had spent so like he he will watch flight simulator videos. Of, sorry flight simulator videos for hun- like hundreds of hours he spent watching these videos on youtube like have you played it yet he's like no <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like i'm waiting until i get my pc i'm waiting until i get my pc so he'll like and it's because he's like i want it to i want to play it with the best graphics and it's like but like wouldn't playing it with any graphics be better than like the shitty compressed youtube videos <laughs> and like <laughs> i don't know i i thought it was preposterous says the but... fucking guy that's been trying to make me buy a very specific tv like but, but i should buy it twice why are you making fun of this guy what do you mean yeah he's 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 wanting to experience it i've uh, yeah, himself i feel but... like it i feel like it would, it would be different if it was like i'm not gonna even look at it until i get this computer but is like I'm gonna watch hundreds of hours of videos on it. I feel like that's very funny to me. 
I mean, I'm still going to uh, play PlayStation. Uh, I'm not going to stop playing my PS5 uh, until I get a, a TV. I, do you play your PS5? I feel like you never talk about playing PS5. Yeah, PS4 Pro Plus. <laughs> um, I mean, I updated it uh, a yeah, couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. You're going to play that cat game, though, right? Yo, dude, so fucking high. You got to probably upgrade your PlayStation Plus, hey, though, to, I, to get it for free. So I'm really tempted to sign up for the new PlayStation Plus just to be able to play Ape Escape again with trophy support. <laughs> like, dude, that, those games yeah, are so that good. That would be sick. I, I, did, uh, I did manage to find some PlayStation now, so I've got, I got the free upgrade until I'm, I only had like a year and a half left, but um, still a pretty good deal at that point. Um, but I have not used it yet, yeah, as, as I do. Um, yeah, what am I talking about? Yeah, so he built a PC. I went to go visit him, um, and he, like... He hates he, Flight Simulator. <laughs> no, he loves the shit out of it. But also, he's, like, barely fucking played it since he built the PC. So, um, he's, he's very busy with work and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, he's probably, he's probably, since he got built the PC, I bet he's watched more Flight Simulator, vi- Flight Simulator videos just in the time since he's gotten the PC then he's actually played it still so but he like is really into it like he bought the like the yoke and like the throttle things and he's got like the 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 flight pedals and and i don't know what they're called but all that sort of stuff and it like seems very high-end and very expensive and uh um so we i i had an opportunity to try like the vr version of it uh so we connected it up with his oculus quest 2 um and wow it was like you know and i like have played some pretty cool vr stuff and like you know uh, like play the quest two quite regularly. Obviously that's very different cause it's like a mobile thing uh, and self-contained, but like, I don't know. I, it's been a while since like I've played like a, a kind of PC or a higher end uh, VR experience. Flight simulator is freaking gorgeous. Like, I don't know. It's like super Im- like incredibly immersive. And uh, I don't know, just the like, just like peeking out, like peeking across the window and like just seeing like even like your city below you and everything like that. Like it's absolutely spectacular looking um and so cool too with like like he had thrown me in a plane that he had like mapped properly like the buttons on the on the yoke and like the um the throttles and stuff all matched so it like i don't know it's like immersive to the point where you like are like i can grab the throttle in front of me because it's a physical thing but then like you just want to go and like press the buttons on the dash and it's like you forget that over and over and over again that you can't just go and like touch it um which is a feeling that hasn't happened to me in VR for like quite a while. So like, and when those moments happen, I always feel like it's like, wow, this is so freaking cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was a fabulous experience. I, I couldn't like, <laughs> and then of course, like I'm flying around and it's like super neat. And then I'm like, okay, let's do some like barrel rolls and shit. And then like you start feeling sick after a while for sure. <laughs> um, and then we had uh, the Top Gun DLC had just come out. There's some free. Yeah. Actually, Top you know Gun. what? I did play that. I played that. Oh yeah, yeah. I did play that. Uh, th- this was, I forgot. Um, this was <laughs> yes, uh, sometime some time ago because um, I uh, um, I bought my dad uh, the honeycomb flight controls and the yoke and some Logitech pedals. Uh, which a bit of news: Honeycomb just announced their their Alpha flight controls like V two. Mm. which has um like a re- like it's got a redesign to it it's got better um resolution on the uh, the the rolling and also you can ro- like the the flight sticks can go like up to 180 degrees mm, um, nice but they also have a uh, a little module that lets you hook them up hook them up to xbox oh okay cool yeah yeah but uh so yeah i did do the um 
uh, what, what, what have, what from the Top Gun stuff did you do? You know, I just jumped into some like training mission thing. And so, and it was kind of, it was very hard because I couldn't figure out, it, you know, it was like, oh, go to the, like taxi down the runway and now go to this spot. And now like, you're going to hit something and like do the afterburner and stuff. And it like kind of guide you through the steps, but whatever one of the steps were, and it was kind of awkward because he hadn't mapped that plane at all. So it was like, I've got the pedals and I've got the throttle, but then I need to like, I'm in VR, so I can't actually see what's in front of me. And so I'm like searching around for the mouse, like and the keyboard <laughs> and stuff and like trying to like look through the nose holes, like hit the right button. And it just that part didn't work very well when I got into that plane, but whatever it was, whatever one of the steps was like, I just couldn't figure out where I was, what I was supposed to click or what I was looking for. And then it, and then because it's like a mission type thing, like when you don't do it after a minute, it would like pull you back and you'd like have to start the mission again. So I tried it like three or four times. Then I was like, um, and then I just like kind of felt sick because the, the <laughs> jet is very, very, very fast. And so then I had to stop, but um, I was very, very impressed by the whole thing for sure. I am um, the, the bit that I played with that was the, uh, the supersonic flight um transcontinental transcontinental mission mm. where you're flying the experimental lockheed okay um and you basically are just doing the same thing from um from the movie like getting yep. up to getting up to speed and you have to switch from your traditional jets to scram jets and and i, I did ha- i did have to do i did have to map the uh, and, and this is this is for this particular plane, but like map the afterburners on to a to a toggle on the keyboard, and then uh, but I also because it's also an experimental plane, uh, I had to go in the cockpit and like flip flip a couple switches and go yeah, through. Yeah. It. But it's um there are um there the amount of money you can put into flight controls is outstanding. Um, oh yeah, I think he had said the like Yoke he bought was like eight hundred bucks or something. Oh shit! What and did you buy? I don't, I'm not sure. It felt like very, very nice though, and I loved like the, I don't know, like when you push it in to like go down, like it had this like really nice weight to it. Like it felt super immersive because of like the weight that weight that the whole that the thing had. Like it was really, really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something real quick, and I just want to see if that's what what he snagged. No, it did not look like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, I, I was just curious because um, no, it looked more substantial than that. I would say. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I forgot my username on Zencaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the amount of money like you can spend. There's a there's a couple of companies out there, like Gladiator and VKB, but you can spend, and all their pricing is in euros. But 700 euros on just the the handle alone for different yep. planes and then you still have to buy the base and then buy the throttle quadrant and buy all the like mounts and adapters and everything. You could, you could put a lot of money into that. <laughs> yeah. I was just searching my messages to see if he had ever mentioned it. He didn't send a link, but he said he had told me I just bought the pedals and a yoke and a throttle and it cost $2,600 for the three. Jesus. Text him right now. I want to know what he got. I'm just super curious. Let me see if the, no, there's no link. There's no link. Just, I'll, I'll let you know later. I'll let yeah, you know later. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm super interested because um, uh, I got the I got the honeycomb and the the yoke itself was um, um, what do you call it? It was 
it was 280 bucks. Yeah. So him dropping 800 for a yoke. Um, I was just, I, I'm just curious. Cause I, I hadn't seen <laughs> that before and I'm like, Oh, what is that? That's, yeah. It felt uh, good. Uh, now, now I'm That's just it fu- for me. Now I'm just That's fucking, now I'm fucking curious. <laughs> was it the red bird alloy? I don't know. I'll, t- I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Let me know. Like, Let's pause the show and then let me know. <laughs> you can call him. Yeah. And uh, we'll have him tell us live on air. Yeah, absolutely. No, dude, call him right now. Call him. No, I'm not, no, not going to do that. Yeah. No. Um, Ask him for a sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Wait, no. How could, we get, how could we get him money to pay that back? Oh, he could stream flight simming on Geekscape TV on Twitch. That would get him money. Yeah, he would, you know, we would do profit sharing with like subs mm. and stuff. <laughs> we have subs? Uh, we will get subs when uh, your buddy uh, live streams. He'll get on the. He, he can't be the it. only one who wants to watch people play Flight Simulator for hours <laughs> at a time. <laughs> um, did you try VR porn, though, on his computer? I did not try VR porn on his computer. Oh, gotcha. If Do you think he has? Um, I mean, probably. I hope you just wipe the headset down. That's all. <laughs> We're not gonna get cum on the inside of the headset. I don't. But you gotta like take the headset off. At you know, like who knows? I mean, how do you, you look at VR porn? Fumble around with it, you know. <laughs> just fumble. Just fumble around with the headset. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can do the. You can double if you double tap the side of the headset. You can view the pass through cameras, and then you could do what you need to do. You know. <laughs> oh the oh the I was thinking the passenger camera on the plane, but yeah. So you, so you, you can <laughs> so so you could see you could clean up with the headset yeah, yeah. still on. Yeah. Okay, this there is this is getting really enterprising. I love it, Derek. Derek, <laughs> with your top top VR porn tips, Derek, Derek at Geekscape.net. Send him all the VR porn links you want. Uh, subscribe to his newsletter for more VR porn tips. I- I, I just really not porn related. I just really like the pass through <laughs> functionality because I generally like when I'm playing VR, I have a pretty small space and it's very easy to like lose where I am in it. And I've like, I swear like one more hit and my controller is like broken because um, I've like hit so many walls because the space I play in is so small. And so I love the, I love just being able to like double tap the side, see where you actually physically are reposition yourself and then double tap the side again and then you're right back in it whereas like before that existed um you had to like take your headset off basically or you had to like go far enough outside your guardian area that it would like then show you um and so the fact that it's so easy to get in and out of that is like that was a game changer for me gotcha all right noted noted i still i still need to get a vive i really want to really want to get one especially for for flight sim and uh yeah he's uh the friend the this friend that i'm talking about what is the there's like some really high-end vr headset that he's also planning to buy the varjo the varjo Um, yeah it's like some super high resolution thing varjo Uh, yeah they make a few headsets they make i think you have to like pay a subscription to even use it you even once you buy the headset itself but it's like very very high resolution and uh uh, I, you know, I, I felt like it, like, I don't, maybe a little bit more so in something that's like higher quality, like flight simulator. But I feel like when you're playing typical content on the, the quest two, like the screen door effect and stuff is almost non-existent. $2,000. Um, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And then I think you have to pay to use it as well. 
Uh, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He because he wants he only wants the best. What does he do? What, what does he? What does he do for a living? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't want to reveal who he is. Well, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. No, I'll just tell you after. I'll tell you after. You, you don't trust me to bleep it out? I bleeped all the other shit that you were jumping on me a couple weeks ago. I, did you? Do you? Do you yeah. edit the show? Yeah, I edit the show. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Remember listen that? to it. I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's. Just, are you, are I mean, you I listen to it when I'm not on it, but. Are you subscribed? Yeah, of course. Did you rate it? Uh, Several times. Did you share it with a friend? All my friends. <laughs> Does all, he listen? All my to friends it? are on the show, so oh, 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 we're your friends. Um, <laughs> I was your my friend. You're you're such a friend. I was hoping to see you this weekend in Bellevue, Washington, but can't do it. I can't. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to take you clubbing <laughs> in at noon. Uh, well, you, in you Bellevue, were, Washington, <laughs> you were going to stay for the the weekend. I was going to steal you. Oh, I did not know any of that. Exactly. That's what that's <laughs> that's why stealing means. Mm. So, uh, you want to rapid fire some some quick news, some sick sure, news? Sure. Um, the the news. Oh, I was so sad this week when it was revealed. Tony Hawk himself revealed that uh, you know, the the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remaster came out like last year or the year before and it was so good and I was so into it and I like I don't know, I played it for like weeks straight um and it just like felt like it felt like I remember how good those Tony Hawk games were when I was like 7 or whatever like yeah, um, I was so into it. Tony Hawk was talking on a live stream um, he was talking about th- that there for sure was a plan to also do remasters of or remakes of uh, Tony Hawk's three and four, which some most I think would say were like the highlight of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, three, said, right, three was definitely my favorite. Yeah, yeah, right up until even until the release day of one and two, we were going for three and four and then Vicarious got kind of absorbed and then they were looking for other developers and then it was over. So I don't know. I think it had Vicarious Visions not been absorbed by uh, Activision Blizzard and kind of disbanded. I think that we would probably have those remakes by now. And I'm so disappointed um, that <laughs> I know he said Activision Activision didn't really trust anyone the way that they did Vic- Vicarious. So why get rid of them? Why? Why? Why stop? Why <laughs> yeah. disband them? That's the obvious next question. Yeah, crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So I was really disappointed in that. Um, it definitely well, maybe, made me maybe wanna... when the the Microsoft uh, acquisition finalizes, <laughs> they'll bring it back. Yeah, we can dream. We can dream. Until then, uh, Skate Four hopefully will be announced. I think it's rumored for like July first or July fourth or something. Um, it's not the same Skate. I love Skate. It's not Tony Hawk though. Yeah, um, it's not peak Tony Hawk. Um, aside from that, uh, Plague Tale Requiem. Plague Tale was my favorite game of 2019. Uh, and the sequel now has a release date and it's coming out October 18th. So I feel like it's going to be a busy few months uh, this fall because, um, you know, we've got the Last of Us remake at the beginning of September, which I'm super stoked for. We've got this uh, Plague Tale Requiem on, which basically like medieval, uh, <laughs> medieval Last of Us with rats, basically. <laughs> um, man, the other day, I, I wish I still had the article, but it was like, some article popped up on like one of my feeds and it was like games to play. If you love the last of us. And I was like, Oh shit, like more last of us style games. I'm definitely like, uh, like what else can I play? And every game on the list I've already played. <laughs> I was so sad because I was like, I've played them all. Um, but Plague Tale is going to be day one on game pass, right? Plague Tale is day one on game pass. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. Um, Shane, I don't know if you'd like it. I, I think you'd like it. You should download Plague Tale. 
It's it's you always play, you it, played it right, Josh. I played it briefly, yeah, not too yeah. far into it though. You have to wait until it's like leaving Game Pass, and then you'll be in. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm waiting for. But no, I could really never play it because they gave it away for free on PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. So yeah. as long so, as I have it so permanently, that just means I'm never going to play it. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Um, yeah, October 18th, though, and they expanded gameplay. They they showed some gameplay at the uh, Xbox uh, Bethesda event a couple weeks back, but this was like an expanded gameplay, uh, and it looks so good. I cannot wait for it. Um, seven years ago, you guys spoiled Arkham Knight. Uh, Arkham Knight is seven years old as of today, which is wild. It does not feel like it was that long ago. Yeah, that, that's terrible news. Like, how the fuck has it been that long? <laughs> oh, that that yeah. we spoiled Arkham Knight. Yeah, you guys, I didn't spoil it. I didn't ever. I didn't get that far. I didn't feel like I needed to because you spoiled it for me. They spoiled it with the like most obvious twist ever that they fucking straight up lied about because it was so obvious. Mm, they did, They're they like, did oh, lie about it. It's, yeah. it's not who you think it is. It's going to be a brand new character, and it's just <laughs> it ended up being who everyone thought it was. Yeah, and they lied, and. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if they if that game got a sixty frames per second update, I would play it in a second. But play it on PC. I'm a snob now, so and and uh, cut the uh, and cut all the tank sections out too oh, while the you're tank, at it. Yeah, the tank sections sucked. Um, I, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna build a PC just to play games that I already have on console. Also, he complains about his PC because he's like, sometimes if you don't use it for a bit, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and like one time flight simulator, like just like had an update and then it like stopped launching and i don't know that is that is a mic that is a microsoft xbox app on pc fucking issue there there was (laughs) there was times where i had it happen to snowrunner to halo uh to doom uh no quake uh uh, scribble knots no uh psychonauts um, <laughs> it would start to update and then it would just error and it would never fix it and i would go through like all these steps and it was it was such a, it was a generic windows update mm. error and the only way to fix it is to delete your entire game and re-download it so that is not a pc thing tell so your fucking friend okay i mean it doesn't happen on my xbox xbox so like I just I does, would rather just not on, worry about it. It doesn't happen on Steam, all right? Mm. It doesn't happen on uh uh Epic Games. The uh, it doesn't happen when you buy a game on GOG. It's just a fucking Xbox app. <laughs> Tell your friend to get just... P- to get PC's name out of his fucking mouth. <laughs> I'll just keep playing on the many consoles that I have and don't play enough. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple other quick things. Diablo Immortal has made over $24 million in its first two weeks. So, And that's how much of that was from streamers who were <laughs> buying it to prove right. how much it, it would It can't suck. be more than like a million or two, but yeah, um, that's a lot for two weeks. And so they were right, making it free, basically. They're like, fuck yeah. you. I guess we do have phones. You know, yeah, yeah, right. Um, I, I got to the launcher of that game and it looked like a fucking iPad. I was like, uh no i'm not doing this <laughs> i think the the pc version is like an android port i think and so it has like the it's like a got the android emulator and stuff built in i think from what i've read I well don't know. i mean okay all right sorry it reminded me of a tablet all right it, yeah, whatever yeah. i was like i'm not doing this it's okay babe it's okay <laughs> I, baby. I, I play it for a couple hours it's pretty fun yeah, but um, I, I, I could just I, play regular Diablo, and I don't, so I probably won't play it again. But <laughs> oh, we know. should play Diablo three on PS five. No, I can't play more games. Like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I like I'm so I don't know. This month has like slipped away from me, and so like 
and uh, it's also slipped away from you, Shane, which is good because <laughs> now I don't feel too bad about like not being ready for the next Game Pass, the Game Passengers episode. Um, but yeah, you know, it's supposed to come out on the first, and I've barely had a chance to touch the game. So I, I installed it. <laughs> you got it a lot farther than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I installed it and it took like five seconds. So I, did, yeah. I, I installed it and went to bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all the news for me. Josh, I know you had a few things, though. Yeah, I added a couple things. Um, first, this past couple weeks was like uh, kind of E3, but not really. Um, we went over a couple of the announcements, but uh, just was wondering if there's anything that stood out to you guys. Um, one thing that kind of caught me off guard because I had no idea it existed until the presentation was, um, was it called High on Life, that first person shooter where all the guns are like talking aliens and it's made by the creators yes, of Brick and Morty. High on Life looked so good. Yeah. Like I, it, I mean, obviously the main gun was just was essentially just Morty. Yeah, yeah. But um, it really threw me off when one of the guns is voiced by um JB Smoove, who's like yeah, yeah, one of the who, like if anyone watches Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah, yeah, like I was Leon. Just, yeah, I was just telling Megan, I was like, dude, I'm just gonna play the whole game as like Leon as my fucking gun, <laughs> like uh, yeah, that game. Have you played like their the other Squanch games like uh? Oh my gosh, I can't remember any of them, but like Counting Plus or like uh, the there's the one where you're the the there's like the platformer one. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the developer, but it gave me Trover. Str- Trover saves the universe. Oh no no no! I was gonna say it re- kind of reminded me of um, of Journey to the Savage Planet a little bit. Mm, okay, like the kind of the vibe I was getting from it, but. Yeah, like out of everything that Xbox showed, that kind of stood out to me just because I had no idea about it. I didn't know what to expect. It kind of came out of nowhere and it <laughs> I, looked I feel really cool. <laughs> when the trailer started, I thought it was Outer Worlds 2 for a second. Oh, yeah, it definitely had the similar <laughs> yeah. like kind of presentation and sense of humor. Um, like Forza got a, a, the uh, Forza Horizon first expansion got officially announced, which oh, had leaked yeah. a couple weeks beforehand. But like it's Hot Wheels again, which is slightly disappointing because they did that already. But they seem to really be taking in the uh, create creation tools that they've added and mm-hmm. letting people make their own Hot Wheels tracks now. So it sounds pretty great. Yeah, I feel like people loved the Hot Wheels DLC on the last one, too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was out of all the Forza DLCs I've played, at least that was my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that's coming back. Um, trying to think of some other stuff. I think overall, I think Street Fighter 6 was like my favorite announcement mm-hmm. overall. Um at the tail end of all the announcements, they announced that Dragon's Dogma Two is finally. I saw oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which? I just felt super happy for the director because he's been pushing to make that game for. It's got to be close to ten years at this point, and Capcom kept telling him no and kept putting him <laughs> on other projects. But like every other every project he's made has like knocked it out of the park. So I feel like this is almost like a reward for doing such a good job on sure. like Devil May Cry Five and other stuff like that. Um, but yeah, was there any other games that you guys saw that got announced that really stood out to you? <sighs> you know, it, it felt no. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a kind of a light lighter year naturally because it wasn't like a real E three or anything. But um, I don't know the high on life for sure. I was floored by that. It looks like just a total blast. Uh, the big big one for me, and obviously it's been like rumored forever and like leaked a few days before. But the official finally, there's the Last of Us remake coming. Um, and seeing the, like the trailer was okay, but seeing the comparisons that have come out since then, like it looks so good. Um, Hmm. and just like, I, 
I don't know the like everyone's like it doesn't need a remake it's still so modern it's still so good um but playing like it's feel like it looks fine still for sure but it doesn't look like last of us 2 looks and the gameplay of last of us 2 is so much more modern feeling um and so to be able to like play through the story of the first one with that modern gameplay like that's what i'm most excited for and uh Uh, what's 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 uh for for someone who's put not a lot of time into last of us what's what's the modern differences between the two (laughs) i it's i like it's almost hard to describe like it just feels like the the movement of the character and like the way of the like like i don't know the stealth feels like so much better um and you're more like there's more like environmental stuff that you can like utilize and uh even things like the you know like versus the ps3 game that then was like remastered like even stuff like the you know the the grass on the ground is so much more useful and um i don't know there's so it's it just feels it feels completely different for sure um and I, yeah, I can't wait to play that again. Um, and Kojima working with Xbox. Uh, that was kind of silly that it was like, yes, we are doing something. And we will tell you at some point, like, it's <laughs> like, cool. Like, well, you couldn't have just saved it. But cool to see that they're working on something. Mm. Um, it probably means that he's not doing Silent Hill, though. <laughs> I guess. It could what be. What if it is Silent Hill? It could be. Unless it's that Blue Box Games, you know. <laughs> Blue so, balls games at this point. Uh, <laughs> speaking of blue balls, uh, let's. Let, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I, that was a weird segue. Uh, yeah, I I officially ran out of water. Um, my I my too my much tits, water. My tits are sweaty. Um, so knees deep, arms are heavy, or something. <laughs> shut the shut the fuck up, <laughs> mom spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Okay, uh, uh, what is it? Find, uh, check us out. Shane's losing himself. Geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Games. Uh, check us out. Uh, Instagram, Geekscape Games. Uh, where I literally somebody texted me a screenshot of something that we posted, and uh, I will read it verbatim. Because um, this this was like he said uh, he sent me a screenshot of a post. He's like, your memes have been good lately. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. So we got the dankest of memes. And um uh if you're not a Geekscape uh proper listener, uh Derek and I were on the main show, Geekscape. Uh check us out. And um yeah, uh that's it. So uh where can people find you guys? Derek, where do you where do you post consistently so people can get more of that that <laughs> I mean sharp... I don't. I don't, but uh you can follow me on uh Twitter at DCranavelt. I don't know when my last tweet was, uh probably a long time ago. Uh I'm at Captain K seventeen on gaming platforms. Uh that's me. Josh? <laughs> Man, I, I just, thought that I thought something it just went silent and I was like oh no something broke <laughs> no um and I'm at Inu Joshua across all social media and gaming platforms I also don't post very much but, but you know once every couple months you might find a gem yeah your, your Instagram stories are good though uh, I don't know about that no oh, I find them good so all right we'll see you guys back here in a couple of weeks bye everybody bye bye You're listening to the Geekscape Network.